Welcome back to Sounds on Deck, presented by Pepsi. Jeff M. back with you as we take you up to Sounds first pitch here in Jacksonville. And today we bring you part two of our chat with former Sound, former Brewer, and now Roving Brewers infield instructor Matt Erickson. And in part two, we started with the story behind what turned out to be the only major league hit that Matt Erickson had in his big league career. July 2004, you make your major league debut. You played in four games. I'm sure you have a, a one-liner ready as I ask you this question, but your one major league hit was against Greg Maddox at Wrigley Field for the Brewers against the Cubs. I'm going to ask you, what do you remember about it? I'm sure you remember a lot of details about it. Yeah, that's uh, you know I was in the big leagues for five minutes, but I got a bunch of stories out of the deal. <laughs> Um, Greg Maddox, yeah, obviously he was towards the end of his career, um, and and we, he threw a gem that day at Wrigley Field. I think he he went eight and a third innings. He gave up two hits, and it just so happened that that second hit knocked him out of the game, uh, and they brought in the closer. But that was my that was my first hit in the big leagues. Uh, and a funny story, you know, the the people at Wrigley, the clubhouse attendants there, they have had a number of guys get their first hit in the big leagues there. And they came up to me after the game and said, hey, we got the game ball. We have a guy that does great calligraphy. He'll put the facade of the scoreboard up on the ball on one side, and then we'll ask Greg to sign it. Um, and I was, yeah, that's amazing. What, yeah. a, what a piece of memorabilia you'd have. So the next day I show up to the yard, and in my locker's a brand new baseball. And I go over and I pick it up. I'm with Lyle Overbay at the time. He can confirm the story. <laughs> I pick up the ball and I look at it and it says, Matt, F off, Greg Maddox. <laughs> and so I'm laughing. I turn around, and, and the clubhouse guys threw me the real ball, and he signed that one as well. Um, it just so happens that two weeks later, my first child was born. We named him Maddox. There you go. Yeah, what a, what a great story that is for, for our family. Was there another name that you'd planned, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, we got to name him Maddox now. I mean, that's just too perfect. We actually dabbled with the name Mitchell, you know, and I, I'm not going to tell Garrett Mitchell that we're naming our kids <laughs> after him, but. But no, he. Uh, it was kind of Mitchell till uh, till that day, and then my my wife uh, said, you know, what about naming him Maddox? Like, it'd be a great story, and yeah. and, and uh, she really liked the name. I liked the name. Um, I'll tell you what, the day he was born, or the day before he was born, I was called uh, by my wife saying it's time. So I was driving home from Toledo, and I must have asked players, the waitress that I went to the restaurant where I had lunch at. I mean, I asked everybody, what do you think, Mitchell or Maddox? And it was overwhelming. Everybody liked Maddox, so we went with that. Hey, the role of an infield instructor is always going to be important in the game, but it's interesting this year and the timing with the, the shifting rules or lack thereof, I guess now you can't shift on the infield. I'm curious what the conversations were like in spring and early in the year as everybody I would think around an infield is kind of getting used to it. And I feel like, I think of Bryce Terang, I feel like the athleticism of a second baseman has never mattered more in the game than right now. You're 100% correct. You know, I love the rule. I love the fact that, that we have to put a, a priority on, on preparation, on timing of your prep step, fighting for a first step, and you have to be engaged pitch to pitch. And so from, from Jump Street, this day one of spring training, we really tried to hammer that. Um, and, and Bryce Terang is a great example of uh, he leads our league or leads our organization in lateral movement and range covered. Uh, and I have to believe that was the main reason he made that he made that team out of spring training, because um, what he showed in spring training and his ability to cover that right side of the field. If you think about it, the last few five, six years, you had three guys on the right side of the field yeah. that could cover that, especially when you're holding a runner at first base. Now, when you're holding a runner at first base, you got one guy. 
And, and you can argue the fact that uh, for years it was the shortstop position where you honus the most lateral range. Now in the game today, it's probably back to the second baseman. Mm -hmm. What do the pitch clocks, if any, play a role in what you're talking about with your infielders? Yeah, for years in a traditional baseball, when we were, catchers were giving signs, you'd have your middle infielder relay the signs to your corners to try to anticipate, a, you know, a potential off-speed pitch or a fastball, and you would try to get jumps based on on that information. With the with the addition of the pitch clock and now the uh, the pitch timer, where we got the the earpieces, catchers aren't giving signs anymore. So. In the big leagues, we have earpieces to where the, the infielders are getting those signs. At AAA level right now, it's just the pitcher and the catcher. So we got to get creative with, with how we relay the information to the, to the infielders and how they can communicate with each other so that our spacing is good and they can continue to fight for those first steps. And I guess from a fan standpoint, they would then learn from that that like every millisecond matters, right? Every inch matters, every positioning matters to try to get an out if the ball is hit in any direction like the the people say it's a game of inches I feel like in your world and the conversations that that leads to with what we've talked about like that really becomes apparent absolutely and not only do we have to have two infielders on each side of second base but now they've they've limited the depth mm -hmm. so the the closer you are to the contact point right the the better or the faster the ball is going to get through the infield so that just that makes it even more important, not only the, the lateral shifting, but also the depth of, of which we're uh, constricted now. Good stuff. Good to see you. Thanks for your time, as always. Hopefully, we'll see you again down the road. Absolutely, Jeff. I'll, uh, I'll be here a few times, I nice. think, and I've enjoyed my time in Nashville so far. Matt Erickson, Brewers infield instructor and former Sound and Brewers player as well. This has been Sounds on Deck, presented by Pepsi. Stay tuned. The lineups and first pitch are coming up next.